previously on the Simply Human Podcast. You know, we were thinking of gut microbes as more of the enemies back then, like if they get out of the intestines, if you have a, uh, you know, if you got shot and you get an infection in your gut, you know, from like Bacteroides fragilis, one of the bugs I used to study, we need to kill it before it kills you. So we were thinking of it in those ways, but obviously, you know, these days... Uh, there's a much more thorough uh, perception of these microbes in our gut that, that actually protect us. It's episode 172 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. We have a guest on today's show. It's Mitch Calvert. Really great guy. We're going to get to the interview in just a second. But first, an exciting announcement. Okay. How? Oh, actually, but first, how are you, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> I am all right. Fair to middling. How are you, Mark? Fair to middling. Um, I'm okay. Uh, did a little workout in the yard uh, last yes last couple of days and. Oh, 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 oh cue the bragging montage. <laughs> I uh, I have a I, I have a friend. Whoa! Had that one. More bragging montage. Who has an electric uh, tiller? Okay, I don't think we're going to be able to continue this because you're you're telling falsehoods. And I you don't t- have a friend who owns an electric tiller. <laughs> and I tilled my raised bed garden, and I've had that garden for like five years, and it's never looked so great. I should have gotten this tiller a long time ago. Oh, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, and now for an exciting announcement. Oh, okay. I thought it was that you were doing some tilling. Okay. No, no, that's not the exciting announcement. Um, Rick, do you? You enjoy your life. I mean, like mm. the fact that you're alive. <laughs> yes. Do you want to protect your uh, your life? I do. Good. Well, guess what you can do then? What can I do? There are a number of life insurance companies out there that you can call. There's, uh, let's see. I, <laughs> there's AIG Direct is a good one, I think. Um, <laughs> Haven Life is on here. Uh, Federal Trust. Never heard of that one. Uh, Trustage. Globe Life. You heard of Globe Life? I have heard of Globe Life, yes. The- These are all several leaders in the law in the uh, life insurance business that uh, I'm assuming uh, pay their advertising bills, correct? <laughs> I think so. I would okay. imagine that Globe Life... Assumption. I, I'm making an assumption. Uh, Globe Life, for instance, is a very successful company. Yeah. You don't get there by, you know... Just not contacting the people you have partnerships with and stuff well, like that. So in, yeah, in uh, in health IQ's defense, I guess technically <laughs> we never did have an like an official. No, I filled out a little thing. Yeah, so maybe it was official. Uh, anyway, a little thing for a little thing. I filled out a little thing. Yeah. Well, we it's been like two months now, no response of any kind, and so we're giving up on health IQ. When we we went. Uh, do you think I have a question? Do you think Globe Life has paid the Texas Rangers, or do you think that's just kind of like a we'll get we'll get it to you at some point? Because they have naming rights to the ballpark in Arlington where yeah. the Rangers play. Uh, I'm sure, certainly, you would there's think there's been a check, just at least one check, or at least gone. at least Globe maybe Life. All, maybe we'll respond to the emails of the Rangers. From, like, from Rangers owners, like, <laughs> hey, holler back at. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man our first like real sponsorship 
Well, and you know what? I have to say that if you're listening, uh, Ruel from Ruel's Running Podcast, he told me several months ago when we started this health IQ thing, he sent me a Facebook message and he was like, yeah, good luck getting money out of them. Yeah. They won't pay you. And I was like, oh. really? He was like, yeah, I tried to do something with them and just it, it never worked out. So it's like, I hope you have better luck than I did. So yeah. we do not. We did not. So congratulations on getting free advertising for a couple of months. I hope. Uh, well, I think they did tell you our advertising resulted in three no. uh, leads. So three of oh. you. <laughs> Is that what it was? Oh. It was something like that. You said it. No, it no, no. Bad. I was talking about something else when I when I was telling you about that. That's We won't talk about that on the air. But, oh, um, okay. That was well. something else, but you know it, it would be hilarious if, like, there were like the reason they're not responding is because there were zero leads. <laughs> so it's like we don't need to call these guys back because Listen here humans listening to this show. If none of you sons of went to hell, oh my gosh, hold on, time code. I know, I know personally that I did, but I also like uh. <laughs> I also like used a fake name, <laughs> <laughs> bothering me, and I put my office number, and they called my office about fifty thousand times. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I never answered the phone. So. Thirty two. Hold on. Uh, Four thirty. Sons of. <laughs> okay, gotta get the old bleep. I haven't used the bleeping tool in a while. You do not have to bleep that. You don't have to bleep that. I don't. Do you? I'm, I'm, no, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep it. I'm gonna get. I guess I'm gonna bleep it. I guess. Well, in case somebody's listening in the yeah. car with your kids. Yeah. So um, that I tell I I mentioned we talked about me emceeing that rehearsal dinner. Did I did I mention on the show like what one of the what a guy said during the toast? He he said the f word. Did we talk about that? I think you. I don't know if you said it on the show, but I. You definitely told me. Well, like, just maybe off just very quickly. So one of these, like you know, guys, one of the friends of the groom, you know, like gets up there, gets the mic, and he's like got a couple of drinks, you know, and he's like, mm, "Don't f this up," and he like said it, and there were like kids there, and like you know, like it was like a family thing, and everyone was kind of like, "Oh gosh," you know, like wow, that was very, very, very quickly. Can we, as humanity, okay, not as humanity, because different cultures have different traditions. Yeah. As a, a North American, because I know we have Canadian listeners, uh, as North American people, can we all say that let's start doing like no kid weddings? Ooh, I thought you were going to go somewhere like, else with that, but I. Uh... No, 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 no. Like, there's nothing worse than having to drag your kids to oh, a wedding. And then, because yeah. they're not fun. They're well, not even fun for anybody there. It's not fun for right. anybody watching. The, it's not fun for the bride and groom. You know it's when not it's fun for any if you have bridesmaids. It, it, it's an exercise in just self-flagellation. Yes. So can we just start saying like, hey, you know what? Get a babysitter yeah. so that you don't have to drag them around with this, and then we can just say as many f words as we want <laughs> and just kind of do whatever. Well, we do. and here's the thing: like, if you have like I have girls, you don't have girls. But the girls, they're at least like when they see the bride and the bridesmaids, they're like in fantasy land, like the princess whole thing, and they like they're in. We don't, we don't need to like to well, start implanting like that image right. in little girls' heads. Well, I'm just saying it's hey. it's easier as a parent with girls because they're so the boys aren't looking at the groom going, "I want to be a groom someday," you know, like that's not like the thing. <laughs> dread and you're like yeah yeah <laughs> well but but with the part of it that's the worst even if you don't have kids it's like when you get to the reception 
from the time that like stuff happens because of the pictures. There's like that thirty to forty-five minute There's nothing. Yes. What is and everyone that? Everyone who's gone to this wedding is outside, standing around like a bunch of idiots, yeah. waiting to throw. They don't throw rice anymore. What do they throw? Well, there's or something. Yeah, something like birdseed. Bird bird That's yeah. what it is. Because apparently the rice kills the birds, which is just the stupidest thing yeah, I've ever heard of. But, birds. Uh, but yeah. uh, everyone's waiting around for like forty-five minutes, and all anybody wants to do is eat. Yeah. And drink probably. There's got to be a better way. Uh, There's got to be something we can do between when when they're taking the pictures instead of just everyone standing around. That's terrible. Well, what I thought you were going to say was as this is everyone go to the reception already and so they can start like partying already. Yeah, but they don't do like there's not music or anything and nobody's like everybody's just kind of standing no, around. No, 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 just start the reception. Okay, wedding is at say 5. Reception starts at 6. So everyone files out of the, you know, wherever you happen to have your wedding ceremony at, and then you go straight to the reception and you start partying. Bride and groom show up like 6.30. The party shows up at 6.30, 6.45. Everyone's already been having a good time. Can we not do that? I, I mean, maybe, maybe some weddings, but I've never, at least I don't remember a wedding that's been like that. I haven't been to a wedding in forever. My cousin Zach got married like six years ago, and that's the last wedding I've been to. To Sarah. Yes, to Sarah. Yep. Um, um, I thought you were going to say, as a society, can we just like like if you murder someone, that is an inherently evil act, right? Can we can we agree to that? If you, uh, nah, I like like in in, case in, in cold blood for no reason, like going okay. up, going, yes, yeah, go, agree. okay, going up to a puppy. And just kicking a puppy as hard as you can is is like an act in and of itself is a is a bad thing to do, right? Like that story that I told you, that one guy that we had on the podcast like a couple of years ago, that I told you the story about him. I don't think so. Did he kick a puppy in the face for yeah, no reason? I'll, I'll have to text it to you. I'll text oh, it to you right now. We can't talk about but, it. Okay, so yeah, okay, but, not on air. But me saying, are you saying the b word? Uh, I mean, that's a bad example because that's like a derogatory term. Like, like. Not towards somebody, but like the S word or the D word. Like that is not an inherently evil act. It's only interpreted by some, right? So it's like, like cussing and saying like swear words is like only to me is like only a bad thing if somebody that's listening to you is offended by it. Can we just? Well, hey, listen. Uh, I can. I use a completely different set of language uh, at work with my partner. Uh, than I do at church because I know like it's not appropriate there, but it can be appropriate, you know, in the other venue. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's just I, a social construct, right? Man. Right. I, <laughs> I just wish we could all say, okay, you know what? Like the all these words that are like, you know, like it's like, oh, that sucks. Like, were you were you allowed to say that sucks as a kid? Oh no. Yeah. No. See, like, like that. No. Like, why is that a bad word? Why is fart a bad word? You know, like why is saying like, oh, don't say fart, say toot. What? Like what? It's a it's fart. That's not a bad word. Uh-huh. Why? What is the deal yeah. there? Or like butt. B u t t the two t butt. That's what my kids call it. <gasps> he said the two t butt. Oh, you say that you can say the one t butt, but you can't say the two t butt. That's what they say. We don't we don't police the the butt word. Yeah, like there, like there's some that's just it's just at some point you just have such a long list of words you allow or don't allow. Yeah. Then it's like you know really need to pick our battles. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about our words. younger one thought the swear word, the four letter swear word that starts with an F was funk, F U N K. And so he would get really, really mad and start throwing like a crazy temper tantrum. Like, 
I'm not going to eat these fucking chicken strips. <laughs> and it's like impossible, impossible not to Could laugh. Could not laugh. <laughs> He's fucking. <laughs> Be like, God, you're so dumb. You don't even know how to swear right. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where he picked that up. Oh. Certainly, oh, I know. I have exactly. Yeah. Well, the, me, yeah, it wasn't you. Uh, the S, the S word to my kids, like they'll say, like somebody said the S word, and I'm like, oh gosh, did they hear me say the S word? And they're like, he said, shut up. Like that's the S word. Shut up. Oh, you yeah. know. Listen, kids. There's a whole other language yeah. of words out there. You'll <laughs> start using. I started swearing prolifically, like a drunken sailor, when I was like. 10 years old. Really? Oh, yeah. I remember the first time, <laughs> I remember the first like time that I heard certain words, you know, like the, like the F word was, was in our elementary school. Like it was referred to as the queen of bad words. Like why is that the queen of bad words and not, you Probably know, my favorite word because man, it just adds a lot of, uh, a lot of seasoning to the sentence, to the thought you're trying to get out. Right. I remember the first time I swore very quickly because I know we have a guest. Uh, so I was probably oh, I, I was probably like six years old or something, and we had a kid that lived across the street, and he was a bad kid, Ooh. and he was my my older brother's age, and he taught me a whole bunch of swear words, and I didn't know anything. <laughs> so I'm walking the house, and Mark, you can picture it's the hallway outside me and my brother's uh, yeah. room, and then on the other side there's like the office. My dad is in the office. Do I need to get something. my bleeping tool no ready? Uh. <laughs> yeah, it'll so, make it okay okay and i walked past that empty room and i was like ah and i'm like six i was like i'm looking for like my baseball glove i'm like man where the <laughs> is that glove <laughs> and, my, and i walked right past the opening and my dad did like the double take he's like he spit a cigar out of his mouth he's like what did you say and i was like i need to find my Love. I can't find the <laughs> thing anywhere. He's like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, listen. Okay. Oh man. It was. Really My funny. dad would have just no like way. started to take off his belt, and here we go with the old belting. Yeah. <laughs> I was young. I could really plead ignorance. Right. I didn't right. know that's not a word you're not supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> I did on out, and I continued to use it. Oh, that's funny. Um. Okay, let's call Mitch, Mitch Calvert, and we're going to do the intro. I told him we were going to call him 8.30, and then he was. we're just going to be on live. 8.31, so we've... We failed him. Shirked our patients. I had to call. He's not here. Oh, no. There he is. His picture's there. Mitch. I am here. He's there. We did it. Technology. Mitch, this is Mark and my co-host, Rick. It's the past. Hey, guys. Hi, Mitch. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. We sincerely appreciate it. Okay, Glad so here. Appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna intro Mitch and Rick. I had I kept this intro from you on purpose because it references our favorite movie. Then <clears throat> oh, Cabin Boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's our second favorite movie. These pipes are clear. <laughs> <laughs> I like sorry, okay, Mitch Calvert is a transformation coach for men like his former self with worse genetics than Chris Farley. Yes, the chubby dude from yes. Tommy Boy. Right there, <laughs> Tommy Boy. That's our favorite movie. Get Mitch's... For, oh, oh, we'll talk about uh, the cheat sheet and all that stuff at the end of the show. Mitch, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Mark, by the way, are you a uh, Cowboys fan? Uh, we are both very large Cowboys fans. Both of you. I'm I wearing a Dallas Cowboys shirt. I'm wearing a Cowboys shirt right now. 
That that only makes sense. Uh oh. That's are totally you, cool. Are you a Cowboys fan? I refuse to own any Cowboys <laughs> paraphernalia because I refuse to monetarily support uh, Jerry Jones. But I love <laughs> the Cowboys. That's right. He's he's a little well. He's got love hate going right. Yeah. I like. Uh, I love him. Not so much. I love to hate him. <laughs> I love having Cowboys gear because at the end of the season I can uh, put it in my bonfire. I have something. Nice. I have something I like to burn it. to smithereens because I'm so mad. Um, they destroyed your dreams. They yes. destroyed my dreams. Are you a Cowboys fan? Or are you? In, in fact, I am a Vikings fan. Okay, so that's not too bad. So Case, like. so Case Keenum. Uh, quick note is from the city that I live in. Small world. How about that? And like his dad is in charge of. FCA. I know Case Keenum. I uh, know Colt McCoy. My name's Mark Ryan. You, I know. Mark's a name dropper. Yeah, I, I, Rick, you also know Colt McCoy. Shut up. You interviewed him. I do, but I don't tell anyone. You just told, uh, you just told everyone right now. I'm only impressed if you know NHL players. You're Canadian. <gasps> so hockey. I am. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I am the biggest hockey fan of all time. All right. I'll put my headset down and, and come back really? in 30 minutes. Uh, I ruined our. Uh, we have a group text with a couple of other friends, and I ruined it yesterday by excessively talking hockey nonstop for like an hour after watching the last Stars game of the season. It was really annoying. Nice, super. That's annoying. awesome. Too bad about the Stars, but certainly the playoffs are ramping up, and my Winnipeg Jets are in it, so I'm excited. Hey, you know what? I hate you because you're a Winnipeg fan, and we play in the Central Division with you. But I really think they have got a legitimate shot. Their goaltending has been. I love watching Connor Hellebuck. Yes, and Steve Steve Schachtermeyer is really That's what he's talking about. Alex. Great, uh, he's a guard, right guard, the Yagamir nope. Jagger nope. guy. Nope. nope, nope, that's not. A, those are not words. Not words. Those are not. No, <laughs> we'll have to have a separate uh, hockey podcast here. You should. Yeah. It, Mitch and Rick's hockey podcast. That's what it would be called. How about that? Got a good ring to it. <laughs> I'll break down the 2016 entry draft in the next episode. Uh, that's impressive. That's digging deep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so impressed, Rick. They've hockey. all tuned out on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. All right, we talked cowboys and hockey. So, Mitch, tell us about yourself. To, uh, you know, give us a little background and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, I won't belabor the point too much, but like I said, lost sixty pounds actually fifteen years ago now, and that's what kind of got me, you know, into fitness. Now I pay it forward as a coach. Right, I went through the schooling to become a legit coach. But it, uh, it all started those 15 years ago, just trying to find a spark when I was uh, kind of a depressed video game addict, uh, working at a restaurant and eating too much leftovers. And it all came to a head. And fast forward 15 years, uh, now I'm a coach. So there's a lot of time in between, lots of up and downs, but that's essentially uh, the, the nuts and bolts of it. What was the, uh, the turning point? Uh, like what, what you said you're looking for, like, like that fire or something. Like what was it? And, and how did you get to that point? You mentioned... Working in a restaurant, eating a lot of leftover food. Did you have like? Did you grow up playing sports? Or did you just like what? What was your background? Yeah, I played a lot of hockey growing up, and played it in uh, junior high, and then after I quit at fifteen, that sort of went hand in hand with the weight gain, right? Because I was no longer playing hockey three, four times a week, and diet kind of reflected that, uh, eating too much, and I kind of transitioned to video games for my uh, my pursuits, and those are obviously fairly sedentary. So it, it all came to a head in, uh, I think it was grade 12 of high school. My gym teacher is one of those intense guys who would make you run laps for anything. And uh, he brought in a body fat tester. I don't think they'd be able to do this nowadays, but uh, 
body fat test device and we all had to stand up there and grip it and then he would present our, our <laughs> to the whole class on the wall like well you're fat uh, congratulations essentially <laughs> I door in the class so that was kind of my most embarrassing moment oh. uh, where i hit rock bottom uh but it took a little bit after that yet to kind of get that spark yeah and uh make it a consistent permanent thing what right? year did you graduate high school 2002. Okay, so Rick, he's he's kind of right in there with us. Rick was 98. I'm 99, so we're we're roughly yeah, the same yeah. age. Late 90s, I like it. Yeah. And then very quickly, Rick, um, we're gonna guess your birthday. Uh, we each get two guesses. You just say yes or no. Uh, I, I, I Mark, 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 Mark. You have to explain it better than that because regular <laughs> people aren't used. We do it a bit. We've been doing for a long time that probably no one enjoys. Where Mark and I try to guess your birthday. We each get two guesses. You can't provide any hints like, ooh, you're close. It's just a simple yes or no. Rick actually and got I one. Yeah. actually nailed it one time, and it was completely honest. The only one that I got, I looked it up on Wikipedia first, so it didn't Ah, yes. That's well, I don't know if I have a Wikipedia list. I mean, you could find it on Facebook okay. in case you're cheating. I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to say um, September 7th. That is wrong, but close. Oh! So it gives Rick a little... Uh, he gave me a hint. I'm going to go October 3rd. Wow. Close, but no cigar. October 4th. Oh! oh! You were one day off. Rick, you're the master of this. you got to give it to him for that. That's pretty close. Damn. One day off, you said? Yeah, he said it was October 4th. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> That's 40, incredible. 24 hours off. I found my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing people's birthdays. In real life. <laughs> yeah, everybody has a superpower. Like when you find out that it's like guessing birthdays, you're like, oh, really? Oh, that's really no, that great. I am excited. This is confirmation <laughs> that I am a special man. Okay, so back to back to Mitch's background. Okay, so you said it was a few more years. So 15 years ago, I'm trying to do the math here. So um, like what was the... What was kind of the big the big change you made initially? That initial first change that kind of that that sort of started the snowball. To use a a, a, a wintry hockey term, snowball because they I use snowballs that. in hockey. That's very relatable for me. So <laughs> I, can, I can understand it completely. <laughs> so yeah, it would have been a couple years after high school at this point, uh, or no, it was the year after high school where I was working in that restaurant and. No direction in life whatsoever. Mostly came home and played video games. Uh, but my brother, who was two years younger than me, brought home Arnold Schwarzenegger's <gasps> Pumping Iron. No! Yes! My Mark and I have watched this, I promise you, at least 50 times together. I love it. Yeah, so that was actually what got me into it. He was really getting into the, the gym. He was one of those guys who would jump feet first into something and then quit. But... I kept going after because that uh, that video really did it for me, seeing Arnold in the gym, watched it on loop all that weekend, and then essentially blackmailed myself to uh, force the habit at first, right? I, I threatened the risk of losing video games if I didn't lose those 60 pounds in 12 calendar months, and I told my dad and I put a sticky note on my, on my uh, computer screen, so uh, that would hold me accountable to... Uh, the fact I would have to lose or give up video games if I didn't make my goal. So I, th I thought that kind of kept me moving forward through the tough times. Did you hear that Arnold like recently had a heart surgery? I did. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's that's scary. This is scary. It's so funny. Like we like Rick. Like why does Arnold come up on the show a lot? Like we just talked. Really about, we just talked just about it. Thinking about this. 
he comes up a very and yeah, it's random. So, Mitch, what, what is your? About. He has nothing to do with living a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> he's pumped full of steroids. Well, like, he uh, he's very active. Today, he he gets the enjoy and move life like a human uh, down pretty good. And two of the four pillars. There you go. Yeah. So, what's your favorite Arnold movie? Oh, ah, uh, you know, Kindergarten Cop. Okay. Really? Yes. Okay. For that's some a, reason, as a kid, a I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But he's very underrated now. Arnold. Rick, favorite Arnold movie? Man, uh, fi- Kindergarten Cop's already taken. Yeah. I will go with. Uh, I, you know, it sounds trite, but T two Terminator. 2 okay, is yeah. Great movie. yeah. Those are all good. Yeah. Mine is Predator. No question. Oh my gosh, so many good lines in Predator. It was on the other day, <laughs> and I watched it. Um, okay, so let's talk about. Uh, okay, fifteen years go by. Um, and, uh, you are a coach now. So talk about some of the things like what, you know, you've, you're in an elevator with somebody that's like, Hey, you look like you're in shape. Well, what should I do to get in shape? Like, what is like the, what do you say to somebody that's just like wants to have kind of that surface level conversation, uh, to try to get them to think about some, some more significant things? Yeah, I think it, it essentially nutrition is, or exercise in general is pretty simple. But not easy, right? Not easy to, to follow the things you need to do long term to get the permanent results. So typically, I just force them into movement, right? There's that non-exercise activity, thermogenesis. You don't have to necessarily do CrossFit wads to uh, to lose that you know initial 15, 20 pounds. You just have to get out and move more. If you got kids, get out with them, right? Dance around the living room. Little things like this add up big time. And then, of course, you got to pair that with a nutrition plan that's you know sensible based on whole foods and getting plenty of greens, you know, decent amount of protein. And it, it's all pretty basic stuff. It's just very hard to do in our today's culture, which is, you know, fast food driven and convenience. And uh, we're all so busy that we kind of neglect movement. We go from our car to our couch to our office chair. And so it takes effort at first to to make those little changes that add up. But uh, certainly it's easy stuff. It's just it's hard to... Uh, to commit to it would you say that um you, you there's two different camps you know there's the there's the camp of just make all the changes rip the band-aid off you know all at once and then there's the other camp that's like start flossing and for five days you know like like tiny yeah. little mini things what which camp are you in you know it kind of depends on the client i yeah. mean if they have a wedding in 12 weeks we're gonna have to <laughs> rip go the band-aid home, right? off right <laughs> <laughs> but I think the the other approach, the the add ten minutes of walking here and another ten the next week, tends to be the one that works most sustainably. Yes, uh, and you lose weight at a slower rate, but a better rate that yeah. doesn't necessarily rebound for you. Yeah. So, you know, I think I agree with you on that. Yeah. If you have all the time in the world, certainly take the slow and steady approach. Yeah, I tell people like if you're if you're person A and you want to be person B. Like don't don't do something crazy like starve yourself and and you know like they do on Biggest Loser where you're exercising like four hours a day like doing all this crazy stuff it's gonna you're gonna get if you're if the results that you're looking for is a, is a number on a scale which isn't necessarily a good uh, health yeah. metric then once you once you get down to where you want to be uh, it, it, you know then you've got to like completely reinvent your lifestyle because you can't keep that up for long. So, but, but if you'll just start doing the things that person B does like 
on a daily basis, healthy things like that, then like by the time it's going to take you longer, but by the time you get down to where or, or up or whatever it is, your whatever model you're looking at, like when, when you get to, to the person B part, you're not, ha- you just keep doing what you're doing. Like you're not having to like change your behaviors. You're just, you're already doing those things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It comes down to habits for sure. As I always say, if, if you hate every minute of the diet you're on, every minute of the training plan you're on, you're not going to be able to sustain that past a certain point. So right. you, you really have to enjoy the process. I know that's cliche, but yeah. uh, but uh, I think that's the most important take home point. So you well, know, I think that's what, oh, ahead, that's, that's what a lot of people struggle with because you know, as someone who you know, I am not. Uh, super fit McGee, like I've struggled with my weight at various times in my life. Uh, pretty you much, think, pretty, pretty like, much saw you do incredible set of squats today, Rick. Well, that is true. I'm <laughs> getting there, but you know, if, if you look at the course of my entire adult life, I've had times where I'm uh, fat, times where I'm skinny, times where I'm strong, times where I'm not strong. And what you think about when you're trying to come up with that stuff is you're like, you know, I just I got to lose the weight, I got to look better, I got to look swimsuit season or a beach trip or whatever coming up. But you're not thinking about necessarily like, hey, what's something that I can do that I can repeat uh, over and over again? Because, you know, yeah, you can cut calories to, you know, a thousand calories a day and, you know, run 10 miles every day and probably lose a lot of weight really fast. But can you do that for the rest of your life? Because this is a it's not about getting skinny for, uh, you know, an event. It's about, you know, being healthy long term in your life, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, people are so results focused with with dieting, right? And the Monday mi- mindset, where okay, I'll start fresh Monday and go all in, and then Thursday, Friday rolls around, and they've already kind of quit on things because it was just too much, too restrictive, uh, and impossible to consistently stay on, on track with. And you've got, uh, you know, I know motivation is something that you talk a lot about, and and there's this uh, graph, nerd alert, that that you know kind of proves that willpower and motivation are, are inversely proportional. And so, you know, the more motivation you have, the less willpower you need, uh, you know, like if you're really motivated to do something like, like you really love candy, you don't have to use a lot of willpower to eat candy because you're motivated to do it. Whereas like, you know, like doing a, doing your paper for your research class, not a lot of motivation. You got to use a lot of willpower to get there. So, um, in your experience, kind of like, uh, what, what, how, how have you seen that relationship between motivation and willpower and like kind of, you know, the importance of finding the right motivation? Yeah, certainly that's a good point because when anyone starts a new venture, new diet, motivation's at an all-time high and they try to throw everything but the kitchen sink in. And eventually there always comes a point with just about everybody where motivation kind of dips and everything gets harder. And maybe the scale doesn't reward them for a while either. So there's that they're not getting that exterior, external motivation to keep them going. So that's really when it comes back to those habits that are things you can consistently do and you enjoy doing them. And putting yourself in the right environment, right? I mean, that right. could be a workout partner that shows up with you on your set days in the gym or, uh, you know, a coaching group. That's my transformation program built largely with that concept in mind. Um, and just something that's going to kind of pull you along when uh, everything's kind of resisting against against you at that point. So I think that's the take home is to, uh, to have other pieces in place beyond motivation. Right. That are going to keep you going, whether it's just a gym bag packed. Yeah, in car. I was just I was just going to use yeah. that example because, like, if you take a little work and like put your lay your clothes out or, or get your bag together, then in, like the next morning when you don't really want to, but like you're like, oh, I got the I got my bag all packed. You know, like there's just like that's one less thing you have to do, and so it's like it's like that's why your environment is so important. 
um, like setting up your sleep space. Like if there's a big TV in your bedroom, you're going to watch TV in bed. Like it's just that's, you know, but if there's not a TV in your room, you're not going to like unplug the huge TV and like carry it into your bedroom every night. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like having the right foods in, in your house, um, you know, all the time and like, uh, you know, just like throwing a pair of uh, running shoes or, or you know tennis shoes in your in your car. If you ever, oh, I got a chance, I can go for a walk. I have my shoes, and so you, instead of just being, well, I don't, I don't have time to go home and get my shoes and all this stuff. It's like your environment is super important. Yeah, make the good habits easy to achieve, and the bad habits, you know, hard or, or at least harder. Even if that's me moving your kids' ice cream to the basement freezer <laughs> hidden away from you. Right. <laughs> uh, a little difference, you know, just, just little changes that make it yeah. harder. To fail. Well, and, and Rick, like Jason Seib, he's been on the show several times. Like he has this funny thing. It's like, if you have ice cream in the freezer, like where all you have to do is like, like kind of roll off the couch and like crawl in and get the ice cream. You don't have, it's not much effort, but if you have to like put your shoes on and like find your keys yep. and go to your car. I mean, you, <laughs> if you really, really, really want it, you're going to get it, but you're less likely than if it's just in the freezer, right? So it's just like... Honestly, like I, I, I have like a... And I feel like this is a plan that works well for me. I have a scheduled cheat meal every week. I know exactly yeah. when it's going to be. And I will go uh, and get like a pint of ice cream. And I will eat that whole pint of ice cream. And part of why I eat it is like, oh man, this is so good. <laughs> but the other reason I eat the entire thing is that like there'll be no more ice cream in the house. Like it's a planned event. Right. Uh, yeah. It works well with my psyche. Like I and, and I have no problems. You know, you know, Saturday morning getting back on the getting back on the horse, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't have. I try not to have a bunch of you know garbage just sitting around the house. We're like, oh man, I'm just gonna walk in here and have some potato chips. Like if I want potato chips, it's gonna be on Friday night. Right. I don't have to get my shoes on, and I'm gonna drive <laughs> all the way to the store and get the, the kind that I want, not just you know regular chips and shove them in my chip hole. Like it's gonna be <laughs> That's a big decision in Canada in the middle of winter too, to put on a parka. Right. Your yep. car. Yeah. That's a, there's a lot of steps involved. So, so there's a penguin outside who's laughing at penguin. you. Penguin. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's another good uh, reference. But I admit you'll think this is funny. So, uh, like, you know, it's been like two degrees in Minnesota or like up North here recently. And in, in Abilene where I live in Texas, I was at this, uh, like a little league baseball game on Friday night and it was 70 degrees. Okay. And there was a woman in the bleachers with like a huge jacket, a hood on and like a blanket. Oh no. And I sent it to some, I sent it to a friend of mine who's in Minnesota. I was like, meanwhile in Texas, it's 70 degrees and people are all bundled up. And like, and then the next day there was a cold front and it went down in the thirties and all games, track meets, everything in the area got canceled for the sole reason that it was like 34 degrees. (laughs) I went to Vegas in January once and just packed shorts and t-shirts. Right. Yeah. It was a little nipply there, but I was fine in it. And then I'd see people with full face masks, balaclavas <laughs> on, walking. The I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Clearly, my blood is too thick from being up here too long. Or something, uh, okay, know. well, real quick, we have a few minutes left. But you have a funny point here that I wanted to that I wanted to get you to expand on. Expound, expand, expand, expound, expand. Um, blackmailing yourself to weight loss success. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so that was actually my. Uh, a story from the intro where I talked about uh, the threat of losing video games, right? That was what kind of got me off the couch and into the gym because I said if I don't lose those 60 pounds, I probably wouldn't put a number on it now, uh, but if, if I don't lose those 60 pounds within a year, I have to quit video games. And I meant it permanently 
forever. And I told my dad because he would be more than happy to uh, to get me off the computer. Uh, so he was he was holding me accountable to it. So that's sort of what drove me in those last few months to keep pushing uh, because I, I didn't want to give up my my video games. So is that uh, something that you use for, on your clients now? Do you tell them that example and like have yeah. some of your clients had some had some success stories using that tactic? Yeah, it, it works for some and others. I, I think it's type A personality sort of I steer them away from that because they almost take it to the extremes and start beating themselves over it. But it can certainly be another tool in the toolbox. Uh, and one client, I'm trying to think, oh yeah, he put uh, two grand in escrow with his lawyer who would, uh, oh, would give man. it to a horrible charity. I'm not even going to say the name because I'm not even 100% sure, but a charity that he didn't support. Uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was that? Would have to, the lawyer was instructed to give that money out to uh, to this charity of choice that he was not a fan of. I don't know if it's political reasons or what, but nonetheless, that, that certainly worked for him. That's uh, so he funny. got his money back. Um, I have a, a friend, you know, Rick. There's a company out there. I just read an article about this. They will, uh, and I have to dig this up now, but like you make a contract basically with this company. You want to lose X number of pounds, and, and this is the time frame. They'll pay you. Like you're betting, and you're paying like you know $5 a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you achieve your goal, they pay you like, I don't know, they, they give you odds. It's like a casino. Like if you have 10 pounds to lose, it's not very good odds. But if you have like 100 pounds to lose in a year, They'll give you pretty good odds, and you could win a couple thousand dollars off of this. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen those. This is a company up here that does the same. The risk with that, I think, is make it too ambitious of a goal, and then you rebound after yeah. you, you reach it and get your money or something. Kind of the weight, the, uh, the biggest loser mentality there where they often yeah. gain weight back. But, yeah, it's it's one strategy. <laughs> Rick, I have a friend that uh... – is a big Astros fan, and did the did the world the World Series win seven games? Right, it was a game seven. Yeah, so for game seven, he put um, like a hundred and fifty dollars on the other team, so that so that if his team lost, at least he he won some money, you know. But like, but and if they won, like he's he's fine losing the hundred fifty bucks, you know, like because they won the World Series. Like, it, so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Talk about hedging your bets, right? <laughs> All right, and then uh, the last question before we get to, I want you to kind of tell everybody, you know, where they can find you and all that stuff on the interwebs. But um, you, you have another kind of funny point. Like it says, what Mitch misses about being fat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one because I used to see food just as food, right? As pleasure, I'm going to eat this burger because I want to eat it. And now you kind of look at it and you analyze it and know how much grams of protein is in this, how much micronutrients, and and you sort of can't shut that off. Even if it's just you're out for a, for a dinner, you kind of have that mindset when you've been at this as long as I have, where uh, where you're sort of doing the math in your head still. Um, so yeah, I hazard against that approach. Uh, you need to have those times where you just go for a meal and enjoy it. You know, your birthday comes around, you're going to have a cake and yeah. some beers and you know, I think there's a point of of going too far with it all, but uh, yeah. that's a, kind of a balancing act I'm challenged with. Yeah, definitely the balancing act between that. You know, the four pillars are eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and that that balance between enjoy life and all of them. Because, like, you know, sometimes it's 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 for your health. 
and for your enjoyment and your stress level to go see a movie with some friends like late later than you normally would and you're gonna you know you're not gonna get a good sleep but you had this fun experience you know like or the same with food you know like um like your birthday party like i remember there was a there was a time when uh i was so neurotic about stuff this is years and years ago but i would i had like planned out 12 cheat meals for the entire year Oh like that's gosh. not and I, like I'm, I spent a lot of time like oh, okay well, this yeah. is that one and Christmas is one and Thanksgiving is one like that's just like that's that's not sustainable you can't do that like that's just you know you got to get into this this rhythm and where it's in kind of with this back to the willpower motivation you know our ancestors didn't need willpower to be healthy it was just their natural environment just sort of made them healthy they had to move around a lot there were there weren't Oreos to to eat and to avoid and all that stuff and so it's just kind of setting up where you don't even have, you're not really thinking about it. Um, you're just kind of doing what you do and, and you feel good and you, and you, you, you know, you're a healthy weight and you're strong and you're sleeping good and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of happens because you've put some work in up front to kind of put it on autopilot once you get those habits formed. Exactly. And it's so easy to go to extremes and I've, you know, made all the mistakes in the book and I guess being in the positions we're in now, we know better, but that's still a challenge for people that see the marketing. I know I, you know, pocketed a chicken breast one time 10 years or so ago. Uh, I was going to a bar for a UFC event and put a little peanut butter on it. I don't know. It was a weird combination. Yeah. Ziploc bag in my oh, pocket. And oh, my gosh. Sure enough, I get frisked at the front door. And <laughs> what the, what the heck is this? What is this? Yeah. He's like, oh, chicken breast. He's With like, peanut Did butter? you get salmonella from eating that? I mean, so it was in front of a bunch, big line of people. Yeah. I had to chow down on a chicken breast. Oh, my gosh. Not one of my more redeeming moments. I know better now. I took a, <laughs> a, a, a like a, oh, a little rubber made, like a little container, like a rubber pla- plastic container full of like uh, garbanzo beans and like a, and some pita bread to the Rose Bowl. Oh, man. I carried it around with me like Take all day to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Like, what the heck? I think about that and look back at that and go, what? How are the people with me? How did they not just leave me there? Because they were so ashamed of me and my bowl of garbanzo beans that I brought. And I just like, my plan was just leave the bowl once I ate it. It's like, you know, it's like, oh my yeah, gosh. I've been there, man. It's, yeah. it's awkward. <laughs> my brother, Rick, Brad, uh, used to take like a scale to like Outback oh to God. measure like, to measure this food. I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> oh, people and like that's and that that's kind of stuff happens in different forms all the time every day. Like stepping on a scale every morning is a is a form of that. Um, mm-hmm. That neurosis that is just not healthy for you. Um, Okay, Mitch, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, uh, I was going to say plug yourself, but uh, promote is probably a better <laughs> word. Awkward. Yeah, sorry. This is a, a audio only, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it simulates things. Uh, so you can find me at com, And uh, if you want a freebie for me, it's slash free. So mitchcalvert.com slash free. That has my eight secrets to Valos that I've learned over the years and uh, a little visual cheat sheet of what a typical meal would look like when fat loss is your goal. And that uh, is typically the goal of the guys who work with me. So that's essentially it. Cool. Uh, Rick, we have not done this in a long, long time. I don't know why I just thought of it. Okay. We used to ask every first time guest a question. It's been a year since we've done this. 
Um, okay. What is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do that makes life more enjoyable? Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, well, I have a two-year-old daughter. <laughs> yes. Quinn. So, uh, and another one on the way, but uh, a girl, is it a girl or boy? Do you know? We don't know. Actually, we're keeping it a surprise, oh but gosh. it's due pretty soon. So oh. I'm hoping for a boy, of course, yep. but I'll be happy either way, as yep. they say. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, what we do is, uh, dance to the Macarena. She really is into this song. <laughs> it's, it's never border. Yeah. So, uh, that's how I get my steps in some nights is just going off on repeat to the, the Macarena. So I'm pretty good at that. I'm not going to put up any videos anytime soon. <laughs> I know the moves. That is funny. And it's like, uh, you know, kids, we all have kids, small kids, like they'll, yeah. they just do the same thing, listen to the same thing over and over. Oh, and the, and the right. reason they do that is because everything to a small child is, is new. Right? right, and so it's right. like they're just latching on to something that's familiar because, like every everything is new, you know. For us, like we, you know, we've been on the, you know, we've ridden in the car, we've seen this, we've been to this grocery store. This is all boring. Mm-hmm. We, but they're like, they just want to have some sort of control over their over their environments. But anyway, but it's so very frustrating. Like right now, like the greatest showman songs are like every day on the way to school. Mm-hmm. Can we listen to the greatest showman? I'm just like, can we please <laughs> better that than like uh, Cardi B. So yeah, be happy. I guess. Awesome. Yeah, well, she's into watching no mobile right now. The 1960s classic. Cool. She, like she hangs on every word. It's, it's bizarre. So yeah. you have to play every night before she goes to bed. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, Mitch, I really appreciate you reaching out um, and coming on the show and, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, put all this stuff in the show notes but uh this has been really great and we really appreciate you being on yes oh, thanks, and i would guys. like to i would like to extend a uh, a hearty handshake to you uh good luck to your winnipeg jets you have a solid team I yes line a uh shifley wheeler uh, oh, Ehlers, kind of stuff. uh stastny the stastny trade was pretty big i've always That's liked a right. uh, little so uh, everybody uh tyler myers bufflin uh you, those you are, know, you have a strong yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen you guys play a million times because we're the same uh, division. So. That's right. Yeah. Also, yeah. he has the Winnipeg. Home, so. He has the Winnipeg Mighty Jets uh, Wikipedia page up. <laughs> Just like he cheated on my birthday guest. Yeah. <laughs> was straight off my hockey memory. So uh, good luck to you guys. You know what? I'm looking for a team. So congratulations. I will hey, be a winner. You're welcome Jets. on the bandwagon anytime. <laughs> Join it for the off for the for the postseason. Awesome. All Thanks, right, Mitch. Thanks, I'll, I'll email you the uh, the link when it goes up. Perfect. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night, man. We'll see you later. Right. That was great. Straight off. The oh, line. I believe you. I believe you. Entire, if you if you put a shotgun in my in my back, I could probably come up with like their one through twenty roster. I'd want to put it somewhere else. Honestly. Hmm. Understand? Can you expound upon that? The your shoulder. Oh. Okay. It's going to be a flesh wound. I want to kill you. I, I'd rather not kill you. I'd rather just wound oh, you if oh. you can't come up with hockey facts in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That was a very I like. I like Mitch. Yes. I like having him on. That was good. Yeah, sometimes, very, sometimes sometimes Rick will be simple take on this like we do. Yeah. So I enjoy that. Yeah, sometimes Rick will be texting me uh not anytime soon. Year, years in the past Rick will be texting me uh that he doesn't necessarily like the guest um secretly. But not this time. You did not text me one time. Uh you uh, so that was good. 
you. We did. We have talked about if we could like somehow go back and pull all the texts of the between us during interviews. Yeah. So sometimes interview and Mark and I are texting each other back and forth. Sometimes it's, hey, I've got a good question. Let me yeah. go next. Or I want to, sometimes it's, oh my God, this person <laughs> is sucking my will to live. Oh, that and would that be would, so funny. It's like $50 a month for access to the Mark and Rick's club to see exchange. Oh <laughs> my gosh. That would be so funny. All right. Well, um, let's wrap this up. Uh, Globe Life, uh, I don't know other insurances. Check it out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right. Insurance for them. I will say this: we have like we have some guests coming up, and this is really fun because like we have Magdalena Wizlaki next week, um, and then in a, in May we have Cedric Bertelli. We have Carolyn Dean coming up. We have Evan DeMarco. All this is scheduled already. Wendy Yellen is scheduled for June. We have we have guests, all these guests. It's fun to have these people on and learn about them. So uh, anyway, that's exciting, and that's all coming up. And we didn't record last week, and there was no show last week for one simple reason. <laughs> Mark texted me at like 6 o'clock, and he was like, hey, uh, we're recording tonight at 8.30, right? And I, was, I responded back kind of want to watch the National Basketball Championship and he was like that's yes. exactly what I was getting at I don't want to record either I want to watch the game yeah. uh-huh. so we didn't record because we didn't have to and we rescheduled with Mitch and it was great and we watched the basketball game and it was a terrible game because Villanova was great I don't even care about basketball yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like favorite alright now I've got to go feed my dog he's going to be dead soon and we're going to talk about that when he gotta dies no he's going to He's gonna be dead soon, and we're gonna. Yeah, I'm talk. gonna go feed the dogs. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a whole segment on when I take Rudy in to uh, be murdered by the vet. Um, that's gonna be a whole story. It's a, it's a, okay, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Cinnamon Podcast. <laughs> and remember, <laughs> man, where the f- is that glove? <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>